Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Chicana Kingdom Radiation. Welcome to our Wednesday night uh, Bible study. I welcome each and every one of you. I welcome you as we come together to learn in the presence of the Lord and as we come together to acknowledge God for all that he has done in our lives, for all that he has done throughout the, the halfway of the week already. And we bless the name of the Lord because this is the week that we celebrate Pentecost, that we remember, we commemorate the day that the gospel was impacted in power with the fullness of the power of the anointing, the power and the manifestation of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ as he promised to the disciples. As we remember and reverence the coming of the Holy Spirit, I pray that the Holy Spirit will indeed impact your life, will indeed empower you and take you to another dimension of understanding of the word of the Lord. Because as we continue to learn his, his word, that this word will dwell in us, that this word will be implanted in our hearts, will begin to transform us through the power of Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit will give us the revelation, the understanding, Each and every meaning that his word has for us and for our lives. So I welcome each and every one of you. And I ask you to go ahead and invite somebody. I want you to share with somebody this platform if you are in our video live stream or you are in our prayer room podcast a live uh, a stream live live a podcast we are in podbean live podcast a, a platform that is distributed to any places that you receive podcast you can just search the Kingdom Ready Nation or Shekinah Kingdom Ready Nation. Amen. 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 Let's pray. Let, let us pray. Can we just bless the name of the Lord for this moment? Can we bless the name of the Lord for the time that he has 
bestowed upon us to come in His presence. Gracefully to come before Him this evening. Can we just reverence Him and thank Him. Thank Him for His mercy. Thank Him for His protection. Can somebody just lift up their voice and say, Father, I thank you. Say, my Redeemer, I thank you. I give you all the glory and all the adoration because you are worthy. I thank you for your protection in my life. I thank you for your protection in my family. I thank you for your protection in everything that I've been through throughout the week. I thank you for all your goodness and your mercy. And then I pray that, Lord, that you have your way tonight. I pray that, Lord, that you speak to us tonight. Say, Father, speak to me tonight. Teach me your word. As you told Joshua that this book of law depart not from you. Meditate. Meditate it day and night. Father, because your word it has been sent to teach, to instruct, to heal, to transform, to deliver. May your word heal, deliver, transform. May your word Oh, 
the Lord is your strength. I don't know what you've been going through. I just wanted to let you know that the Lord is your strength. If the Lord has been your strength, can you lift up your voice and begin to If the Lord has been your support, can you lift up your voice and bless his name? For he is worth. If the Lord has protected you one way or the other, if you can breathe right now, can you just lift him up? Can you lift him up? Can you lift him up? Oh, Jesus. You're worthy 
of it all You're worthy of it all Far <laughs> from you are all things And to you are all things You deserve the glory You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. Oh, all from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. leave you nor forsake you. your name for each and every one of them. Those that are with us right now. Those that will listen and pray along the later on time. I pray that you touch their lives. Holy Spirit, we may have the outline of teaching your word, but I want your spirit to lead, to explain you want us to learn that will have an impact in our lives. That you would develop a deeper love and deeper understanding of your word. That the love that we have for you will, the roots will go deeper and transform us from inside out. Give you glory. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Once again, welcome to welcome to our Wednesday Wednesday evening Bible uh, study, prayer Bible study. I always like to spend few minutes with you in the presence of the Lord before we embark into 
what the Lord has for us. Uh, so I bless the name of the Lord for all of you that are able to join us uh, right now. And uh, those of you that probably are at work right now, or those of you uh, may not have an opportunity to join us now, go ahead and uh, download that we are live with our podcast, the Prayer Room Podcast. And uh, we also, you can join us with our, our Facebook page or the YouTube page, SKRN 1516. Hallelujah. We bless the name of the Lord for what he has been teaching us for the book of Genesis. I love the, the book of Genesis, the book of the beginning, which laid the foundation of God's purpose and God's intention and God's vision for for the nation and for the world and for his creation. We read chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. We went through breaking down each each chapter. As we begin with the, the, the chapter one, which lay the foundation of the establishment of the creation and how everything came about uh, from the existence of God, he created all things. We understood the foundation and the beginning of the creation of mankind, that God has created a male and female. He shows the artistic way and the creative power and the supreme authority of God over everything that is in existence. In chapter 3, we understood how, uh, how serpent by manipulative way, conniving way came to convince uh, Eve, which Eve uh, convinced Adam, uh, her husband, to disobey God's law and to be uh, to, to develop doubt into what God has told them not to do. So as we continue to learn this in, we began a chapter uh, four, Last week, we uh, talked about chapter four, how it developed the understanding of continuation of sin, anger, betrayal, and, and, and blaming others for our own mistake. And we also see that in chapter four, that was the first time man has committed murder because of jealousy so we see that uh, all things that humankind experience today all of feelings or every desire negative feelings and negative desire selfish uh, selfishness uh, lack of humility uh, blame uh, lack of integrity all of this has manifested itself from the beginning of all things in the creation. So today, as we continue in chapter five, we conclude the chapter four, but we continue in chapter five. I will uh, go over and quickly uh, sum everything up for you. But before we begin, I'm going to read where we left off and continue all the way to finish chapter five, then I will 
give you some of the insight of understanding the important theological insight into the early history of, of humanity, of understanding of chapter 4 and chapter 5. And I will uh, talk to you about uh, the, uh, the spiritual impact and understanding that derive from the chapter 4 and chapter 5. So let us read, I mean read uh, from where we left off, which was in uh, verse uh, 23. Uh, I'm just going to go back in the line of Cain, which is verse, seven, uh, verse 17 of chapter 4 and continue all the way to chapter 5 to the end of chapter 5. The Bible declare, I read the word of the Lord, uh, Cain was intimate with his wife and she conceived and gave birth to Enoch. Then Cain became the builder of a city and he named the city Enoch after his son. Irad was born to Enoch, Irad father Mehujahel, Mehujahel father Methushahel, and Methushahel father Lamech. Lamech took two wives for himself, one named Ada and the other named Zillah. Ada bore Jabal, he was the father of the nomadic herdsman. His brother was named Jubal. He was the father of play the lyre and the flute. Zillah bore, uh, bore to Baal Cain, who made all kind of bronze and iron, uh, iron tool. Tubal Cain's sister was Nama. Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zila, hear my voice, wives of Lamech. Pay attention to my words. For I killed a man for wounding me, a young man for striking me. If Cain is to be avenged seven times over, then for Lamech, it will be 77 times. Adam was intimate with his wife again, and she gave birth to a son and named him Seth. For she said, God has given me another child in place of Abel, since Cain killed him. A son was born to Seth, also he named him Enosh. At that time, people began to call on the name of the Lord. Amen. Before I continue in chapter 5, I will just give you a quick a theological insight into the chapter 4. Uh, because these are the early history of humanity that has it's been depicted in the Hebrew Bible. Uh, 
if we break down the theological understanding of chapter 4 we understand that in Genesis chapter 4 we read about the story of Cain and Abel the son of Adam and Eve now the key theological theme in chapter includes sin sacrifice and divine justice there are three elements that we understand in chapter 4 in chapter 4 a sin sacrifice and divine justice sin the story begins with Cain and Abel offering sacrifice to God as I mentioned last week why Cain offering why Cain offering made uh, from the best of his flock his was accepted by God while I'm, I'm sorry what Abel offering was from the best of his flock and was accepted by God by Cain offering made of his crops which was not accepted this rejection lead Cain to jealousy eventually murdered uh, murder Abel his brother now the chapter here highlights the destructive power of sin and its consequences you can see in the beginning when we read Cain the first thing was in his mind he analyzed conceptualized and let hate build up into him and cause him to react based upon how he feel because he did not overcome his jealousy and hate over his brother when God actually warned him and God told him if you change your way your mindset and do what is right don't let sin overtake you like Cain did not listen the second element that the theological understanding of this chapter it talks about the sacrifice different the, the differing outcome of Cain and Abel offering reflect the importance of offering sacrifice with the right heart and motive. So here we can see that when you offer unto the Lord a sacrifice with the right position on your heart and motive, if you offer unto the Lord not because of showing up, not because at the last minute, not because you have to do it out of grudge or out of, of, of pressure, or, or out of religious behavior that is not the sacrifice that God is looking for because God take obedience before sacrifice it is not the kind or the way the amount of your sacrifice is the quality and the disposition of your heart and your obedience of Abel offer is offering to demonstrate faith and obedience. Very two key elements already we see in chapter 4. It showed that Abel had faith and obeyed. Because if you read from the beginning, as Abel remember, I know we don't see it in the Bible, but as we can see the way the Bible talks, about the sacrifice of Abel, he reflects what God has done when his parent Adam and Eve sins. 
God killed an animal and the blood of the animal was shed and God was able to not destroy Adam and Eve. However, it prevented them from having access to the eternal life and it covered them with the skin of the enemy. This represents and shows us that a blood represents life. Life is in the blood. I don't want to, I'm not here to talk about the blood, but I wanted to tell you the importance of the blood. When they take the blood out of your vein, they're trying to study the capacity of you having the strength of continuation of life. Any infection in your blood can cause a severe damage into your life where it can cause a severe damage into your lungs, into your heart, and eventually cause you to die. When someone is losing blood, death comes so quickly because you're losing the source of life. Life is in the blood. Sacrifice based on faith and obedience. While Cain offering lacked sincerity, Cain offering lacked sincerity in devotion. If you ever feel like sometimes you come to God because you've been pressured, or because it became it became a routine, it probably a family routine or something you grow into or because it's a pressure in society or it's a, a religious pressure but you're not really coming to God when you pray unto God you can't even feel yourself in his presence by you just saying words but your heart is not in there in your prayer have you ever experienced that have you ever been in that position where your prayer unto God does not mean anything because your heart is not into it, because your mind is somewhere else. Where you are in the presence of the Lord, you are thinking of other things that is more important to you. Either you are thinking about what you're going to do after the service, after being in, the, in God's presence. Your mind, your thoughts, your spirit is not in His presence. You are offering a, a, a sacrifice of prayer like pain. And God is not pleased with the level of sacrifice that you're bringing unto Him. That is in the level of prayer. When we talk to a level of service unto the Lord, that is another sacrifice that you give unto the Lord. You give your time, you give your talent. You condition your talent into serving God. You are not sacrificial by faith and obedience, serving God, in honoring Him for who He is, for what He has given you, being a good steward. In everything you do for God, has to be done in faith and by obedience. That was the one thing that Cain lacked. And that's what we see in today's generation. The enemy wants you to be religious. The enemy wants you to continue to go to, to, 
to, to go to the assembly of, of the gathering of the saints, to go to prayer meetings, but your heart is not there. Your heart is not there. You are wasting your time because God will not be pleased with you. But when you go, when you do it with all your heart, you know that it is, it is something that I am devoted to. You're offering a sacrifice of obedience by faith that is pleasing unto the Lord. Amen. Are you with me so far? Number three, or chapter four, divine justice. Divine justice, element number three, or chapter four. After Cain killed Abel, God confronted him. God came to him. God wanted to give him an opportunity to redeem himself. To admit his sin. And then I told you that reminded us from the beginning between Adam and Eve. Adam blamed his wife. His wife Eve blamed the serpent. Instead of owning up our own mistake. Isn't that sound like how we live our life today? We have difficulty of owning our wrongdoing and asking God for forgiveness. Asking God for forgiveness and forgiving ourselves. God confronted Cain and he pronounced a curse on him. This curse included a mark. A mark of protection to prevent others from harming him. Even though God put the curse on him, but he did not let anybody else put their hands on him. That is a divine justice. That revealed God's justice. Because that revealed God's mercy and protection. While we were yet sinners, he died at the cross for us. You commit sin, but it gives you the grace to come unto him so that you can ask for forgiveness and change your way. But unfortunately, Cain did not take the opportunity of the mercy of God and his protection for repentance. May we not be like Cain. May we be like Let's read the chapter 5. Let's talk about the line of Seth. This is the document containing the family record of Adam on the day that God created man. He made him in the likeness of God. He created them male and female. When they were created, he blessed them and called them mankind. 
Adam was 130 years old when he fathered a son in his likeness, according to his image, and named him Seth. Adam lived 800 years after he fathered Seth and he fathered other sons and daughters. So Adam's life lasted 930 years, then he died. Seth was 105 years old when he fathered Enosh. Seth lived 870 years after he fathered Enosh. And he fathered other sons and daughters. So Seth's life lasted 912 years, then he died. Mahat Lathel was 65 years old when he fathered Jeriah. Mahat lived 830 years. I skipped the verse there. Let me go back. Well, we were verse 6 and verse 8. So verse 9. Enosh was 90 years old when he fathered Cana. Enoch lived 815 years after he fathered Cana, and he fathered other sons and daughters. So Enoch lived a life that lasted 905 years, then he died. Canaan was 70 years old when he fathered Mahalalel. Canaan lived 840 years after he fathered Mahalalel and he fathered other sons and daughters. So Canaan's life lasted 910 years. Then he died. Mahalalel was 65 years old when he fathered Jared. Mahalalel lived 830 years after he fathered Jared and he fathered other sons and daughters. So Mahalalel's life lasted 895 years. Then he died. Jared was 162 years old when he fathered Enoch. Enoch. Jared, Jared lived 800 years after he fathered Enoch and he fathered other sons and daughters. So Jared's life lasted 962 years. Then he died. Enoch was 65 years old when he fathered Methuselah. And after he fathered Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and he fathered other sons and daughters. So Enoch's life lasted 365 years. Enoch walked with God then he was not there because God took him. The first mention of man that God took and the first mention of man that lived 365 years. Parenthesis, we have 365 days in a year. In the eyes of God, one day equal a thousand years. I'm going to leave it there. Let the revelation sink in for you. Methuselah was 180, 187 years old 
when his father Lamech, Methuselah lived 782 years after his father Lamech and his father are the sons and daughters. So Methuselah life lasted 969 years. Even longer than Adam. Then he died. Lamech was 182 years old when he fathered a son and he named him Noah, saying, This one will bring us relief from the agonizing labor of our hands caused by the ground the Lord has cursed. Lamech lived 500, 595 years after his father Noah and his father other sons and daughters. So Lamech's life lasted 777. Seven, seven, seven years. Then he died. Noah was 500 years old. And he fathered Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Hallelujah. So when we look into chapter 5, theologically chapter 5 is often referred to as the genealogy of Adam. And he traced the lineage from Adam to Noah. Chapter 5 is highlighting the long lifespan of the early generation of humans. Now, one of the, uh, the key theological theme in chapter in this chapter 5 include human morality the faithfulness of God and the importance of generational legacy. What we mean by that? Number one, the human morality. If you read the whole chapter as we read the whole chapter, the repeated reframe in this chapter is and he died. That reflects or emphasizes the morality of human beings. He underscores the reality of death and the brevity of life. This serves as a reminder of the consequences of sin and the fallen nature of humanity. Death, physical death has entered to serve as a reminder that no longer humanity can live but for eternity. Not only they cannot live in eternity with God, but they cannot live the human life in eternity any longer. Second, 
faithfulness of God in this chapter. Despite everything we see and read about death through the genealogy, you see that each person mentioned in the lineage lived a long life. Because God could have ended each life shorter than it was, He let them live a long life, long, fulfilled life, marry, have kids, enjoy this human physical existence. Even though at that point, we know that in the time of Enoch, that's when people begin to worship God. So there were a part of people that did not continue to worship God. But God still is faithful Keep on continuing the generation. Now, keep in mind, the Bible did not give the genealogy of every part of the family of Adam and Eve. It only mentioning the key family that will make impact and will be the making of the difference of what to come. Which the story that we will see that will continue the story of the creation is Noah. And that's what we end in what here. It's showing God's faithfulness, how God planned a plan and prepared the redemption of man in every step of the way. God's faithfulness was fulfilled in his promises and sustained his creation. It also dem demonstrated in his faithfulness God's plan of patience in allowing humanity time to turn back to him. It was not only for humanity to spend their time in satisfactory uh, satisfactions of what human desire need, but it was giving them time to acknowledge, to recollect themselves and come back to him. The third point of chapter five was the generational legacy. You can see from Adam to Noah, establishing a sense of continuity continuity and highlight the importance of family generational connection. You cannot separate family because it is the foundation and the primal importance of God's creation. Today, if you see a separation in family because Satan knows the value of the family generation continuity a continuity of a generation of the family it is so important and it is something that threatened satan as long as family continue generation after generation to multiply there's still hope for humankind to continue to come back to God. In parenthesis, that's why you see so many things today. It's going against family. We're using human desire and on some level pain to justify the mean 
of ending family connection, either via divorce, either via elimination of marriage, either via changing of genders, or abortion. All of these four elements cause the breaking point of generational continuity. And these are the things that is against God's purpose and plan. It is the adding into the sin behavior of humankind in separation with God. Because we're separating, we're eliminating what God has created for continuation of His purpose. It's a showcase. This chapter 5, number 3 of Generational Legacy, it, it, it showcased the significance of preserving a righteous heritage and passing down faith to subsequent generations. Very important to pass down the faith. Faith in God to your next generation, to your kids, and to their kids. God has been taken away to our school system. God has been taken away to our legal system. God has been taken away and been forced taken away from ever being speaking in public. The pain to hear what happened and what is happening in Canada. Pastors have been arrested for preaching the gospel. You thought this thing were gone. No, it's not. The enemy knows that he's running out of time and he will do whatever necessary to eliminate the word of the Lord that be preached in the world. Our kids, they are focused. Our family people are into destructions of things that has no glorifying God. Anything that you read is eliminating the thoughts of God in our brain, in our everyday life. We are focused, we are distracted with the news, with the entertainment, with everything even in our school teaching, encouraging a behavior of knowing that everything is man that has developed it or man come up with it. God is not in the midst. The thought of God became secondary, if not third not primary, not first. The implication of the way life it is portrayed today is a complete try of eliminating the thoughts of God. But no one can and no one can. So I am telling you that it is very important for the generational legacy of the thoughts and the knowledge of God from the beginning. Theologically overall, Genesis chapter 4 and 5 
teaches on sin, sacrifice, divine justice, human morality, God's faithfulness, and the importance of generational legacy. If you look into this theme, it provides a foundation for the understanding of the early history of humanity and the relationship between God and humanity. Next week, as we embark into chapter 6, I will go first into a third element of understanding of chapter 4 and 5, the spiritual impact and understanding that derive from these two chapters. And how that can be a profound and influential into our day-to-day -day lives. What are the spiritual impacts of these chapter 4 and chapter 5? We talked about the theological understanding. Now we will go over the spiritual impact of these two chapters in that. And by the grace of God, we will continue with chapter 6 after we conclude. Chapter I hope God is reminding you of the importance of remaining under his will, of understanding the purpose that he has created you and I. Anything that comes before God is an idol. Whatever you put before God, it's an idol if it is your school, if it is your job, your career, your business, if it is your feelings, your desire, anything you put priority, then God, it is a life. Believing in God is through faith. Faith not only of things and not seen, but you have a breath of life in you when they come it from him and what the purpose he has for you. Give him the best of you every day. When you wake up, when you go to your day-to-day -day routine, have him lead you and you are not supposed to do it alone. By the grace of God, Jesus Christ came and sent the Holy Spirit. And that is what this week is all about. Remembrance, commemorating the Pentecost. When the Holy Spirit came down to the disciples before they begin to preach the good news of the gospel. The empowerment that they needed to wait upon. May the Holy Spirit, may you desire it. of God to not be something that someone pushes you to not be something that burdens you it's not about everybody else it's not about religious gathering or religious teaching that you hear it's about your relationship with God don't be like Cain be like Abel 
be like Enoch. That there will be peace. Can we bow our head and just for the next one minute I just want you to bless the name of the Lord. What have you heard? What did God spoke to you? What is the message that God has told you to? Can you bless him for that? And ask for his That you will be obedient to him. Pray. Father, I thank you. I give you glory for each and every one of your children in this place. I thank you for their lives. I thank you, Lord, for the impact that you, O oh Lord, are transforming their relationship with you, the understanding of your work. I thank you for the impartation and the Holy Spirit that convince each and every one of them of being obedience to you by faith to do things that please you that please our own desire to walk according to your will we thank you for tonight and we bless you for For in Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. God bless you for being here. This is Shekinah Kingdom Radio Nation. We invite you this Sunday for the Pentecostal service that will let the Holy Spirit have his way. Have his way as we continue the learning, the preaching that we're doing about doubt. Doubt can prevent you from being empowered by the Holy Spirit. So don't miss it. Come join us this Sunday at 11 o'clock, Frisco Community Center in Aurora, Illinois. God bless you. The number is showing on your screen. And what God put in your heart. Go ahead and support this ministry. Text to give with these numbers showing on your screen. Let the word be preached around the world with your support. Every financial contribution you give goes directly for the expense of the support of the ministry. The number is 630-349-5800. God bless you. Shalom.